0: What's up, everyone? It's Kevin. I'm here with Kenzie and today's guest, uh, Jade. Uh, we're going to be talking with Jade a little bit about uh, working in a brothel and doing some independent work on that sort of scale and that sort of level. We're still talking about the the proper name for it, so we'll, we'll talk about that during the episode. But uh, Kenzie, Jade, say hello. Hello.
1: Hello. Hello.
2: Oh, Sorry, um, I had to let my cats out Oh gosh
0: <laughs> No problem
1: Okay, sorry, where were we at? Oh my gosh No problem mm-hmm.
0: Just getting started
1: So when did you start At the brothels? Um, well,
2: I was working At the strip club next to The Mound House brothels For five years Oh, really? Yeah. And I decided to come over, maybe, I was over there for a year at the ranch.
1: Yeah, because the red light, is that what the strip club was called? Yes. That closed down a while ago, and they just decided never to open it again. Yeah, that was a little disappointing, but eh, it's the end of an era. Well, yeah, especially when they used to all come over and say, "Where's the strip club?"
2: Definitely.
1: Because <laughs> yeah. at that point they
2: were looking for to spend a couple dollars on dancers rather than the amount of money it takes for, you know, a companion. Right?
0: <laughs> and that's that's an interesting idea. So, I guess you'd consider that a competing business, but at the same time, I could see someone getting started at the strip club and maybe transitioning like a customer's getting started at the strip club and maybe transitioning over to the brothel when
1: yeah,
0: it was owned by the same people. people. So
2: yeah, a lot Uh, of the girls that I knew were very helpful to each other. Like when we're done, the saying is we tease them, you please them. Like it was a team
1: effort. Oh, that's great. Yeah.
0: Okay, uh, so I'm going to get started with our, our base interview uh, questions before we jump into the uh, the discussion of brothel work and what you're doing now and that sort of thing. So uh, we, we generally go over these questions with every guest. Uh, all of our longtime listeners uh, know that what questions are coming, although I change up the order sometimes just because, you know, I get bored with them. Uh, so f- w- my first question is, what would you say is your favorite kink, both? on the working side and in your personal life
2: on the kink subject. I feel like there's so many kinks. It's such a big pool of happiness and fun that I don't think I really have a favorite. I'm a very, I'll try anything twice just in case I didn't like it the first time, (laughs) but I'm really into BDSM. I'm super submissive. I'm into Neko play. Water sports. There's just a whole big array of things.
0: Okay. Uh, so the next question is not a hotly debated topic because it, most people answer it the exact same way. But uh, let's see if you're if you fall into that category. What is your favorite position? Ooh,
2: there's so many good <laughs> ones. Oh gosh, um, I'd have to say. Hmm. I'm laying on my back, and the other person is like sitting up, and we're like face to face, but I'm laying down like that. I feel it just hits the best angles, and you get the most oh, hit <laughs> one. It's the one.
0: Okay, so that's definitely a different answer from what we normally get. A lot of people have said that their favorite is doggy style. So that's it's interesting to have some new new perspectives shown on that.
2: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Doggy's really great.
0: <laughs> so uh, what is... Is there a... Jumping back to kinks for a second. Is there a kink that you don't get? Sort of the opposite. The opposite of uh, the spectrum. Is there something that you just aren't interested in or you've just looked at and said, you know what? That's not for me.
2: Yeah. I'd have to say anything having to do with fecal matter to put it nicely is just not something I'm into. I understand some people are into it like farting and things like that. And that's good for them, but i just don't understand it.
0: Totally understandable. I think I've brought that one up before on the, uh, uh, during the show, that these there are, I I tend to come with like one or two that I'm always just like, yeah, I don't, I don't really get it. Uh, I knife play was one that we brought up last time, which I just, it seems too dangerous. To me. One
1: I understand? <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm more comfortable with like the fake knife, but
0: which not, is good.
1: Sharp.
0: Yeah, good. For me, good I think that's trajectory.
1: too much of a trigger. Mm, and I could see that. Yeah. Did everything cut out? Oh, I'm here. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Give me just one second, okay?
1: Okay. No problem. <laughs>
0: Sorry about that. There was a knock at the door, so I'll, I'll take some of that out because oh, no uh, that shouldn't have happened. Sorry about that. Um, so where were we? We were talking about when you okay? Okay, so the next thing, and this is going to be a little bit different for you, uh, I suppose, because I don't know if you have like an OnlyFans or you've done recording. Normally, I ask uh, your favorite scene or content you've made, but with you, I suppose I could change it to: Is there a favorite? Perf- performance might not be the right word, but I think it's the closest word that we're going to get that you've had or you've done a scenario that you really enjoy.
2: Well, I've definitely made videos and things before, not necessarily for only fans. We made like parlor videos and things like that. Oh yeah. And, oh my gosh. I worked with media erotica Nevada and he made the most beautiful video of me outside in a big iron tub next to like a river it was the most beautiful thing oh that sounds oh, beautiful
1: yeah
0: okay that's that you know what i i would really like to see that i think i think that i'll i'll, I'll bug you about seeing something like that because oh, i'll give that it a retweet
2: so you can see it for sure
0: I'll definitely please do um so my next question is is there a an adult star or someone that you've always wanted to work with in your professional life?
2: There's so many. Oh my gosh. So many girls at the ranch. I My goal was to at least party with everyone once. And sadly that didn't get to happen. Um, someone who wasn't there any longer, Amber Amidala. I don't know if that's still her working name, but Oh my good Lord. She is so beautiful. Oh, she's, she's so sweet from what I can tell.
1: Oh yeah, uh, one person at the ranch I wanted to work with was uh, Abby Avery. Oh, she's so wonderful. She's the sweetest, most genuine person. It's so adorable. Oh, yes, and she's a smile.
0: All right, and I guess uh, the last question that we generally have on the interview before we get started on the main topic is, uh, what? How did you get your start in the business? How do you? How did you get into it? You already said a little bit of it that you, uh, you were working at the club before you transitioned over to the brothel, but how did you get started there?
2: Well, I got started there. Um, I have lived in Carson City my, most of my life. I've moved around quite a bit, around Nevada, around the country, but I have grown up here, so I'm very used to the idea. It's not something foreign to me, and I've always been super interested. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sexual person, so it works out.
0: Okay. All right. So that's, that's the, uh, that's the pre beginning interview section. Um, the next thing, a little update on stuff that we talked about in the last episode, uh, which was, we talked about, uh, different news stuff and we were talking about the Pornhub sort of debacle that happened, I can report now that uh, a lot of users are saying that Pornhub has just deleted all of their videos because they were not verified. Which I feel like
1: there was so many that were gone. Like I actually just before getting on here, one of my best friends, he's like, "All my porn that I saved is gone. Now what am I supposed to get off to?"
0: (laughs) Did you direct him to oh your OnlyFans? Oh, he's on on that
1: too. But it's like there's only so much for one per like. Especially when apparently he told me he gets off like three times a day and I'm like, oh, m- uh, oh, cool. I did not know that.
0: <laughs>
1: me personally, I don't know if just by myself I could do that three times a day just for funsies. <laughs> I don't know. My... Some days. <laughs> yeah. My... Okay, yeah. Some <laughs> days. but Not my... every day. But then again, that has to do with my depression medicine. Absolutely. It kind of... P- puts a pause on that a little bit, but like he says, like all his stuff is gone from Pornhub, and it kind of sucks.
2: But I but understand I'm,
1: it. At time. If
2: there wasn't permission or anything, then maybe it shouldn't be up there. But I, I get both sides for sure.
1: Well, I think they should instead of just deleting it, they should have give, given them a minute to uh, become verified. Oh true. And then if and if they didn't yeah, they and just, then delete that stuff.
0: It it seems like from what I've read they just sort of wiped anyone who is not verified clean, which I mean if you did that on Twitter that would be, you know. That would be a Jedi level death star event <laughs> where you just wipe out an entire planet of users and say all right, everyone but these 30 people are are gone now. And Pornhub
1: is one of the biggest sites for porn out there. So just imagine how many were deleted.
0: I'm sure they got a lot of the troublesome problematic videos, which is great. But I have to wonder, not that is it doing more harm than good, but for the stars who may not be verified, but maybe they're using Pornhub to support or show things for their only fans how much verification i don't know the verification process for pornhub i don't know what it is
1: it's not that hard
0: i was gonna say but i don't know if if you just lost all your videos too i hope you had backup copies if you're using that to drive traffic towards your personal site because
1: well usually if like for example i have one i'm verified on there and if uh so my stuff is safe, at least for now. Um, but if you are using it towards, you know, pushing your content somewhere else, then most likely 90% you're verified.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's our, I feel
1: like you should have backups
2: anyway. Like that's, that's a given.
0: You definitely should. I have lost a lot from not backing up my stuff properly. And, uh, I've had different uh, file holding sites sort of shut down before and just like I wasn't paying enough attention and it shut down and I'm like, well, there goes all those recordings. Oh, yeah, I learned that the hard
1: way with a spanking video that I loved so much and don't have it anymore, anywhere. Oh, God. But I think to me personally with this whole Pornhub thing and Visa and MasterCard, I feel like it's kind of a front of, oh yeah, they're doing it for this and that. I feel like it's more of, they're trying to take a hit on the sex industry. They're trying What's to... Going on with
2: Visa and MasterCard?
1: Huh? What's going on with Visa
2: and MasterCard? So... So,
0: uh, this hasn't, this episode that we're talking about hasn't aired yet. Uh, it'll go up tonight, but we talked about it in last week's episode that'll go up later today. Um, The with Pornhub doing these changes, when they announced it, Visa and MasterCard basically said, we will no longer be supporting Pornhub, and you cannot use Visa or MasterCard to charge things to Pornhub.
2: Whoa. Now that's which big. Has,
0: which has far-reaching consequences that people are still talking about, is like, well, if you're saying no to Pornhub, are you planning on saying no to things like OnlyFans and loyal fans and campsites and... Where do you draw the line?
1: Is it a consent issue or what is? I'm sending one of the links that I have so you can.
2: Yeah. I live under a
1: rock. I'm so sorry. Right. (laughs) Well, Nevada is a rock. That's what. (laughs) True. True. But um, it's just, especially if you're, I didn't know about it until Kevin told me, and then all of a sudden after Kevin told me, my Twitter blew up, and I found a bunch of it. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: So I'm looking at the numbers now, and it looks like uh, on Sunday night, the site had 13.5 million videos. As of Monday morning, it had 2.9 million.
1: Jeez. That's a lot oh. of orgasms. So, oh, Yeah. <laughs>
0: 10 million totally videos, 75 pages. yeah. 10 million videos just consigned to the void in a single click of a button. Wow,
1: I mean, probably some of them that's great. I'm not gonna yeah. give it that. It's just more for me, what's the motivation behind it? Is it actually this, or is it something you know?
2: Well, I remember
1: they were talking about, um, there's like actual
2: live rape videos on there too. So they just wanted to get rid of basically everything.
1: That's what I heard. Which, you know, I'm all for that. Yeah, absolutely. But then the other question too. With Visa and MasterCard, is it just, is it this or are they jumping on a train because they're trying to push a more, you know underhanded thing towards sex industry yeah anti-sex work agenda yeah and so while we're on to the whole sex work how has uh COVID you know how has that affected you personally it's oh my gosh I know
2: everybody's going through it it's hard going from living the lifestyle and running your own business and doing something a certain way and living a certain way and then having to go back to vanilla life. It's extremely hard. I haven't worked really a vanilla job in what, seven years? Like, yeah. like, whoa. Oh and my that's God. if you can, some people can't even. I'm like, how do people live on $12 an hour or even less? Minimal wage <laughs> is so small. Yeah. Like, ugh. I just don't understand.
1: It's rough. And like, we're not saying that, you know, sex work is easy because it's definitely not mentally or physically hard, hard. work, but we're getting paid to make it worth it for us compared to where you're just working, pushing a fast food job or something. It doesn't feel worth it. Absolutely. You're not. I mean, if you made more money, if the people actually cared of how much you made and made it worth it. Oh, hell yeah. Exactly.
2: And I feel like in sex work I'm used to working hard for a certain thing. Like because it is very hard work. I mean, we put a lot of energy into it. Our makeup, the way we talk to people, the way we treat people because you have to treat every every client different. Like just the you have to treat people the way they want to be treated and that, sometimes that's very hard work. And I don't know, while also, still giving your genuine self too. Oh, absolutely. It's all genuine. It's just giving other little pieces of your different pieces of yourself to different clients. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but breaking your back for what, 8 to $15 an hour just, it seems
1: insane. And actually, because you're from Nevada and been in all of this, and I'm curious on what your take on Alice Little suing our governor I I really try
2: not to read into it too much because I I get super stressed out about the situation I don't like news I try to keep up best I can but true you have to find balance I appreciate the fact that she's trying to put her her fame so far to good use for us ladies
1: I, Yeah, because during this whole COVID, we got the short end of the stick where, I mean, I think every brothel, or at least almost every brothel that I've been able to come across has a GoFundMe for yeah. them. Yet, they're multimillionaires; they should have a rainy day fun and stuff, and yet us girls got kicked to the curb and nothing for it. Absolutely. And I know that Suzette
2: out in Mound House, she kept the, some of the girls that had nowhere really to go there and took care of them for a while. But honestly, all of that money, that 50, more than 50% that she was taking and not putting back into houses, just where did all that go besides to her diamond watch and her Mercedes and her (laughs) port? Tiffany, everything. Absolutely. Like I I understand this comes, this lifestyle comes with certain things that you get used to as the
1: owner of the business, but
0: you've got to be willing to reinvest in the company.
1: And they never did. That was the biggest problem. And I don't plan on going back there because of the conditions that they were, especially when they were taking so much amount of money. And I mean, and not putting it back into the business or into us, that was the biggest problem. But there's also now the girls who, you know, worked there for 10 plus years, uh, their emails to their, their private email, well, not uh, work emails, we could call it, are gone now. And how are they supposed to talk to their clients and tell them when they're going to be back? Well, and that's why
2: they had us all doing that Twitter stuff, but not... All of those clients used Twitter. There was the message board. There was...
1: yeah, The message board was so, like, 80s, 90s. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) And they had such an emphasis on it. They didn't care about the content. They just wanted us to get a certain amount of posts out a day, and it made no sense to me. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I feel like they're not they're just kind of they're not talking to their employees they're just doing stuff and not caring and out of they They did try
2: at least to take care of they kept some employees that have been there a long time to keep an eye on the girls and make sure everything's fine at the ranches yeah another ranch
1: better, right (laughs) like well my biggest issue too is we never had any uh bouncer or anything. Yeah. But I don't feel like things went wrong that often.
2: Oh, well, I mean, there are a few instances.
1: Yeah, there's a few instances, and there's one that I'm thinking of that, like, me, two other girls uh, that were out there, an 80-year-old, could not take on, like, seven guys if it got bad enough. (laughs) Yeah. Very true.
0: I feel like I want to hear this story, but I don't know that that's I don't I don't want to pry into someone's private time there, but I kind of want to know what happened. Uh,
1: this is a story that I could tell you for a lighter time. I just don't want to just, for, I guess, legality, I'm not going to just say, because it's hard. Everyone's going to know exactly who I talk about if I talk about it. Uh, uh, that works there, so that's kind of the biggest issue, especially when they shouldn't get any fair. flack for it.
0: That's fair. Well, we'll I'll, I'll ask you about it when we're not recording. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> that's a, a fun story,
1: not going to lie.
0: <laughs> some of the stories that I get told when we're not recording makes me wish I had hit record a, wild re- a while earlier. <laughs> but So, uh, Jade, when you're not, because you're not working at the uh, brothel right now because it's closed, have you given any thought to, uh, I guess freelancing would be the term? Yeah. Um,
2: I have. It's, I've given a lot of thought to it. Um, I've started to put together a working um, like schedule and really trying to get a clientele base started and getting people scheduled. And it's it seems to be going okay so far.
1: Are you gonna advertise on what is it called? Trust. Trust. T r y s t.
2: And the research is so hard, so that I had no idea about, and I'm very excited. Um, oh,
1: I'm, I'll totally have to show you, because I've seen a few of the brothel girls uh, work uh, advertised there. Very cool. Yeah, and there's another website that's big. I don't know much about it, though. But, yeah, I'll tell yeah. you that yeah. a little bit. But there's a bunch of escorting websites that... Part of me doesn't understand how they can be up when technically it's against the law. Um, well, and, and escorting isn't illegal
2: technically. And what, what two consenting adults do with their time together is between them. It's really paying for somebody's time, paying for a companionship, and whatever happens happens consensually
1: of course but true because it is different because we're not just going there to you know do something we're going out on dates we're talking we're cuddling too like eye contact like just being next to somebody because a lot of girls will won't do under an hour for it absolutely they're very similar to outdates uh, Nevada brothels have where you can go out for, I think it's a minimum hour or two, I can't remember Yeah, I think and it was three hours was their minimum Something like that, I don't remember But uh, what? Uh, when all this is over, do you plan on doing independence still or going back?
2: Um I honestly just I'm going to fly by the seat of my pants and just really see how it goes. Just kind of go with the flow cuz I might tr- wanna try some of the other brothels. Cuz I like the togetherness and being able to like bounce off of each other and work together to create like just a really good flow in a house.
1: Yeah, cuz yeah. I have been debating going uh to Southern Nevada.
2: Yeah, when they open up, that would be so fun. Maybe me and you'll make a tour date together and go down. I would love that. Because <laughs> there's a couple of other girls I know that, you know, still want to do touring and stuff like that at ranches. And I, heck, why not give it a go?
1: Yeah, I think the only thing for me is I don't think I could go back to um, the Mound House. Ones. I don't
2: think I'm allowed back at the Mound House
1: ones. <laughs> I mean, technically I think I still was, but me personally, I don't think I want to go back just because of, they don't, I mean, there were so many things that were so old and broken and stuff like that where I'm like, I don't feel like I should be like the tanning bed was broken yet we're putting in over 50%, giving them over 50% of our money. Why can't things be, you know, working? Like the septic tanks and the shit coming up through the floors. Oh yeah, that too. I I got that happened when I was there too, and the jacuzzi was broken, and they have no plans on fixing that. And that place taught me a lot of things. It gave me a lot of resources and made me where
2: like gave me my start. But yes, there's a lot of things I won't say about that place that I would like to. Um,
1: right. I get it's that. a
2: love-hate relationship with that place, but I will not go back.
1: No, because, like, I do appreciate... I think the only reason why I would want to go back is because some of the girls. Yeah, and I met some really amazing people. Our house was honestly, like, I feel like the one that didn't have any drama compared to the other ones. We got very lucky there. Yeah. Um... At least the time I was there, I don't know on your experience, because I know every girls that come in, it can cause imbalance. And I was very lucky that I didn't cause an imbalance. And I was very, I, I like to get along with everyone unless someone, you know, something happens and then that changes. But I usually can get along with everyone.
2: Absolutely, it was such a good dynamic when I first came in. It was like a beautiful group of girls. We all worked super well together, and we all made a lot of money together because we worked together and made sure that we hyped each other up. yeah, absolutely. It was a really good team, and then you know things kind of just happen. Some people come through and things get a little weird for a minute, eh, just like anything else.
1: yeah, I think that was my biggest thing about I guess uh what I've heard about. Uh, drama going on in another ranch. At another, uh, when I was there, was um, like I didn't understand the cattiness towards each other because one, everyone looks so different, and mm-hmm. the guy is going to either like you or not. That's just how it goes. But also, like if you guys get along and you know work with each other, you guys are getting more money because you can do two girl parties, three, four girl parties. Hell, get the whole brothel involved if they wanted it. <laughs> one of my favorite
2: parties, we had every single girl in that ranch in that room. I think I actually heard about that one. It the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you work together. We should fix each other's crowns and lift exactly. each
1: other Yeah,
2: We're all here for the same reason, you know, to make people smile and also, you know, get taken care of.
1: And I think that's another reason why I wanted to make a podcast like this, to give us voices, but also show that because there's so much stigma and, I guess, perceived notion that we're all a bunch of catty bitches.
0: Sorry about that, folks. We had a little bit of a crash, so we're going to jump back into it now. Uh, We were talking about working in the brothels, what it's like, uh, sort of just freestyling it no no real questions i do have i mean i have a couple as someone who's never been and uh is sort of an outsider i have a couple questions about the process if you guys wouldn't mind answering it um first one is how easy or hard is it to move or apply from one brothel to another is it like like any other job interview and they hire you or do you is it what's what's the the process like from transitioning from one to another
2: I feel like it was super difficult to even. I still haven't been to another brothel. I've been in talks with people and then I have been blown off uh, quite a few times. I know there's a lot of girls trying to get into ranches, waiting lists, and like they have to kind of put in the spice of life. But I feel like it's really hard. Like I get blown off quite a bit.
1: <clears throat> I think it just depends too. Cause like for me, I know. In June, I was put on a waiting list when we thought we might be coming back um, to a different brothel. I think it just really depends on, especially because I think a lot of them, too, is if they have a lot of people who look similar to you, they're going to might put you down lower on the list because they want more of a huge variety. Yeah, the spice of life. Yeah. But to initially get into one, I didn't really have any issues. Um, I ended up actually just walking in because I lived near. If you don't live near, um, all you have to do is send an email to them off their website, and uh, it'll give you all the directions and stuff.
2: And you still fill out an application and um they interview you
0: too okay um so i guess my next question about it uh in the the very basic sense is do you set your prices does the house set like a minimum price is that negotiable how does that work
2: Everything's negotiable. Um, they do kind of have a minimum for outdates at certain places or like a minimum for how long you can spend with somebody. But you really set your own prices, especially for your kinks and the type of activities you want to do within the brothel. Um, it's there is awesome. like a minimum you can't go yeah. Can't go below. Yes. Um. Okay. Oh.
0: Okay, uh, my next my next real real basic question, I guess, is uh, what was your what was your favorite thing about uh, working at the brothel that you think you'll miss if you go freelancing? Is it the companionship that you found with the other workers? Was it just? I mean, it, I have to imagine it would be easier to sort of get a customer in and sort and you'd feel safer, probably, right, doing it under the the. The
2: security, for uh, sure.
0: Security of the brothel.
2: Yeah, the security, definitely. The just instantly having testing there, absolutely beautiful. I like the regulation a lot, which is why I'm so down for decriminalization. But I really oh, feel God. like I'll miss the closeness of the girls. Though it can be distracting from your money because you really want to spend time with your homies. Um, it can also be really good to have that, you know multi-girl party lifestyle because you guys can play off of each other and I think I'll miss that a lot. Though it can I mean, still happen. I mean,
1: yeah, you can do it independently. It's just not as easy.
2: Yeah, because schedules have to link up and you got to live near each other or travel to each other. And
1: It's also, uh, for me, I like the being able to... Have them come to me easily and not just have to uh, go out and everything. But the one thing I do like the thought of with independence is um, you get to background check them and everything.
2: Yes, and there you is... You don't
1: have that in the brothel.
2: No, yeah, not really. I mean, them coming into a gated... House, I guess, is kind of enough security. But out in the real world, there is apps and websites where other sex workers rate guys. So you can look up a guy and see what like his offense is or if he's good. So that's cool.
0: That's that's really interesting because that's, that's definitely a way for the community to defend itself and ensure sort of the safety of the whole, which I mean, I had thought about, but I had never really given any thought to finding those uh those sort of sites or anything because uh my work uh i don't know how much you know about it jade but my work i only do audio work uh, online so i record and sell audios. so mine is done much more at a remove and also with uh a certain level of anonymity because someone's just going to create an email address email me pay me i'll record whatever they're looking to have me record and I send it off to them.
2: Yeah. That's interesting.
0: But Yeah, that's it's uh it's a strange sort of market because a lot of times when people come to talk to me about audios, it's they're looking for either something insanely specific, which, you know, I don't mind, or something that maybe they're a little bit ashamed of or they feel like they can't get somewhere else, which is has led me down some very strange paths. Uh, In a good way? I. Yeah, a little bit of both. Uh, a little bit of both. I've, I've learned some stuff about myself. I've also, uh, I think, not not my weirdest one, but one of the weirder ones that I don't mind sharing is... Uh, have you ever heard of like the hysterical literature and things like that?
2: Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that. There was a male voice.
0: Sorry about that. Have you ever... Have you ever heard of a hysterical hysterical literature or anything like that, where it's it's a video of a woman reading a book while using a vibrator?
2: I have not.
0: So I was contracted to do something like that, uh, but with the Edgar Allan Poe uh, poem, I guess, the Raven, huh. while masturbating, which was an interesting. It was an interesting request, and not something that I sort of something that sort of came out of left field. But hey, you know what? It was a fun challenge to see if I could make it all the way through.
2: That's super hot, and you have a wonderful voice, <laughs> might I say? Right? So that's beautiful. So I absolutely
0: appreciate that. Like I've said, I'm I'm not a huge fan of my voice. I do not like the editing of the podcast. It is my least favorite part of the week because i have to listen to my voice in my own headphones but other people seem to enjoy it which is nice Uh, so my next my next sort of question about uh brothel work and the independent uh style is were there if if you were a brothel owner because Kenzie and I joked about this and talked about this and I was hundred percent serious. Mm -hmm. I don't know how serious Kenzie was, but Hey, if I hit the lottery, I'm, I'm coming to, uh, I'm coming to the Reno area and I'm going to open up my own brothel and we won't be charging 50%. Absolutely. That would be
1: so great. Right. I'm totally down. if It's possible.
2: Sex worker owned businesses, Absolutely. I'm all for it. The strip clubs that are stripper owned. Oh, my Lord. I bet that is the best club to work at. Like a brothel that a sex worker owned, people that get it and want to help each other. Like, that'd be wonderful. It sounds
1: like heaven to me, personally. Mm hmm.
0: So if you were going to change one thing about the way that you've seen the brothel that you've worked in, Ron, what would be your, your number one change?
2: Well, I can't really speak for all brothels. I've only worked at the one. And I hated the way that they – oh gosh, I don't – ooh. They tend to play on both sides. Like, pitting, pinning each other against each other so that we have competition, but also having us work together and love each other. And it's it's confusing and it hurts. Like, there doesn't have to be that ugly, unhealthy competition. They would do this back and forth where they... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and it's abusive and it's gross. And it it kind of leaves you a little bit broken with other females and
1: I, I don't like especially I, especially when I've had people um where they're like oh you're not doing as good as this person or something like that it's like okay rude
0: I I have experienced that an awful lot and I don't work in the industry but I have experienced jobs where they're like well you're not doing as good as this person I'm like well I'm not I'm not them and they're not me yeah it's- and it's weird because it's weird that you would play your employees off of against each other like that.
2: Absolutely. I mean, and they would have the, um, the companions next door and the dancers work together sometimes. And we wanted to sure, but they would still play us off of each other too. Like saying that, Oh, the girls over there are letting things, people touch or whatever, or, Oh, they're trying to come over here and steal your clientele. And like, they would also pin us against each other as well as have us work together. So it's so confusing and gross.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can definitely understand how that would be troublesome, especially because you said that they owned both sections. They own both the strip club and the brothel. So yes. it's, you're really just pitting different divisions of your business against itself, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but Hey, I, someone up there thought it was a good idea. And you know, we all know how management ideas generally tend to go there great for the bottom line but terrible for everyone involved and
2: that's something i've never been able to say and it's i don't know kind of fraying but i'm kind of worried about it at the same time
0: (laughs) well the the hope one of the one of the goals with this podcast especially is to sort of unite the community and as we get more listeners let people know that hey this is you know, not only are sex workers people just like everyone else, but here are some of the troubles that we face. And, you know, if enough people speak up, feel the same way, maybe things will change. Maybe the brothel will understand what the, the issues are. And, yeah, it might mean a slight reduction in the owner's take-home. But I'm willing to bet that if people were happier and everything worked and everything was more taken care of, more money would come in. Absolutely.
1: I also think what would be really great, too, is get rid of that 90s style, you need your hair perfect, you need to be there. I would love to have not just a brothel owned by sex workers, but also ones that have trans, non-binary, and just everyone allowed to be their self instead of trying to fit into a mold of what someone says oh you need to do this you cannot wear flats on the floor you can't you know some people like it these ways I think they would get a lot more variety of people coming too
2: absolutely I mean, I'm a firm believer in a girl should, you know, put forth effort, although there's times where I've come out with half of a face of makeup on and been chosen and, you know, done a party. So, I mean, and it happens even more every day, every day. Everyone's getting more accepting and I think we're all heading in the right direction, but it needs to happen faster.
1: Yeah, and I do agree you need to put your best self forward. But if your best self forward is just putting on a little bit of eyeliner and some gloss and that works for you and men or whoever to you, that shouldn't be an issue to somebody who's not paying for you. Absolutely.
0: Is it weird that I have this mental image of a pajama party day? <laughs> at the brothel, where like they're making pancakes for breakfast, We've and had like...
1: that,
2: and it's so good. The girl at home work look really works.
1: Yeah, it just it, there's literally so many different types, and there are girls who like will have oh man, every once in a while we'd come out in just hoodies, and there's this one girl who had a snuggie hoodie, <laughs> and we'd go out back and stuff
0: and hang out and that's that's pretty good that's that sounds like a, I mean so having never been to one I don't I don't know how it really works but I feel like I would want to choose someone who looked like they were comfortable in how they were not necessarily that they were the most made up or anything someone that looked like they were ready to have like a fun time
2: yeah I mean in I've... People like different things. You got to have the spice of life, whether it be yeah, the yeah. dolled up, eight-inch heels wearing, hair permed and, you know, all done up. Or whether you want, like, a girl at home, you want to snuggle, you want to watch a movie together. Like, there's there's all of the in-betweens, too. Like, or the colored hair, hair, blonde, like, anything. Light makeup, crazy makeup.
1: And see, that was the unique thing about the circle was there was three brothels right in the middle all together so guys would go to each one to look at all the girls so if everyone looks the exact same hair done heels on you know having to w- wear a certain type of laundry or something that you just end up showing you're the exact same what if i think that's why you know like you said, you only had half your makeup done and you got picked was because you were different from some of the other girls and they found something they liked. Yeah, like fresh out of
2: the shower with a towel on and lineup, of course. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and I think that was the biggest thing that I think irked me was the fact that we're supposed to be independent contractors. We're supposed to be able to do what we want, yet we have to deal, uh, listen, like, I get the rules of, you know, can't show nipple or anything um, on the floor. That makes sense. But having to tell us, oh, you can't wear flats on weekends. You can't um, do certain things. And it's like, aren't we supposed to be independent? Con- shouldn't we show the, how we want to show?
2: Exactly. Like, you want to dress for your demographic and what you're trying to sell and, like, who you are. Yeah. That's the beauty of it is everyone wants something different. So, and plus, you, independent contractors. You're running your own business. This is your storefront. Why not put what you want
1: out there? Yeah, we never got that, which is, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm very interested in the independent side, because I get to put what I want out.
2: Yes. I and so keep nice. all the money. Yeah, that too.
1: I mean, I have to put it back into the business, but I'm perfectly fine with that. Because you will. Yeah, because it's about yourself. And you're putting it into to give them a higher quality. So they spend more. It it just makes sense to me. Absolutely. I think that's the biggest plus side to the independent. I don't think I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to try independent before uh, I get, like, the vaccine, personally.
2: And the vaccine scares me a little bit, only in the fact that this is the first round and they're fi- starting to find um, symptoms of taking the vaccine. I think I would – I personally would want to wait till like, the second or the third round.
1: Well, how do, you the case. By the time it gets to us, it most likely will be the second or third round. But also those symptoms are for every vaccine, the headache, the small fever and stuff. That's just something foreign going to your body and your body getting used to it. And there are been, I think, two cases of or close to that in
0: anaphylaxis UK of UK. having allergic
1: reaction. But that's a rare thing. And if you mm-hmm. do get it, you're already in the hospital or wherever. So you can get, you know, treatment for it. But for me, it's more because I'm at uh, I'm one of the high riskers. That oh like yeah. At. If I wasn't a high risk, if my immune system wasn't compromised already, because I ended up uh, you know in like 2016, I think uh, not 16 2010 nine somewhere in there. Wait, no, it might have been early. Oh God, I'm old. Anyway. <sighs> Uh, in high school, we'll just go with that. In high school, I ended up getting H one N one when that was a big thing, and I ended up hospitalized for it. Oh and wow! That was not supposed to be a, such a big deal. I'm like, just the thought of me being hospitalized that one. What's going to happen if I ended up getting this one? I mean, I know it's different, but this is supposedly uh, supposed to be more severe in many ways, or it can, has the potential to be a lot more severe. I should say. And it's like, I don't know if I want to risk that until at least I can get something to help pre- uh, prevent it easier for me. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I am on the, I guess I'm the second wave because the healthcare workers are the first wave. Okay. But here in the Pacific, here in the Pacific Northwest, I am in the, Second wave because I work frontline with customers at the market that I work at day in and day out. So I am very much a point of contact for an awful lot of people every day.
2: That means I'm probably Uh, second phase too, because I'm a housekeeper, actually,
0: as well. You (laughs) you will probably be second wave also. Um, I have my concerns about it, which are less about side effects and things like that. My concern uh, that they reported today was they were saying it's, you get the vaccine in two shots over three weeks.
2: Oh,
0: And it's only after the second shot that are you considered vaccinated. And they're saying that it will protect you for four to six months. They are sure of.
1: Well, this is just one of the vaccines that they were able to mass produce. It kind of makes sense because yeah, This isn't probably, this is not going to be a cure-all, end-all, but it's supposed to help prevent while they're still, because this thing's not going to be over in such a quick, just done and over with. And there are, what, two or three at least other vaccines out there still being processed and everything, uh, going through all the trials and stuff. So there might be a longer-term one.
0: My biggest worry right now about it is, Uh, you know, uh, my health insurance, my health insurance hopefully will cover this vaccine. But if I get this one, is my health insurance going to turn around and say, hey, you already got the vaccine once? We're not going to cover you again to get it, even though this is a short term one.
1: What I should say, higher ups have been saying. At least on, like, uh, President-elect's side, that he wants them all free for everybody, every American, because it's not our, it should not be cost towards us. So hopefully yeah. that'll be it, because I have no health insurance right now.
2: Oh, wow. Well, and a lot of Americans don't have health insurance, and they don't want this thing to continue either. Right.
0: Yeah. And if it, if it comes down to it where they say, well, you know, the the first one's free, but if you have to keep getting this every four to six months, we're not paying for it. And it's going to be $300 a shot. You need two shots to get vaccinated. At what point am I going to say, hey, you know what? I can't afford every four months to be doling out $600 to.
1: I think that's why they're going to do it free. Yeah, because they want to make sure there's already so many anti-vaxxers. There's so many people already skeptical of it. They want the at least to try and do herd immunity, where they can can get the most people to take it. Yeah, maybe you're right. Might as well just
2: try it.
0: And that's <laughs> I I said that because we were talking about it at my work with my coworkers. And my coworkers like, well, I'm not sure I'm gonna get it. And I was like, well, okay, look, I'll get it. And if I turn into, you know, a horrible zombie monster, you guys just put me down.
1: Double tap. And yeah, double just tap. Double,
0: double tap me. And then, hey, you know what? I don't have to go to work anymore. <laughs> and I Never again will I have to let a Karen yell at me because she wants a fish without bones. Oh,
1: dear God.
0: <laughs> and I keep trying to tell her, ma'am, fish have bones. That is just... That that is just how fish work. Or why, fish
1: <laughs> or why can't you cook the fish without oh here? Why do I have to do it?
0: Yes, it's it's been I've I've had a lot of angry angry customers for the silliest reasons. That's customer uh, service. Yeah, that's that's just customer service. Um, honestly, I used to work at a call center for one of the big cell phone f- companies. Oh God. And so when I started this job and they're like, Hey, you're going to deal with angry customers. I laughed at them. And I was like, so at my last job, I worked as a, I worked as a frontline support person for a cell phone company whose name I won't say right now, but I will say it rhymes with horizon. (laughs) And, uh, I have had multiple death threats in a day about that. They were going to come to my house and burn it down. (gasps)
2: Only because they can't see your face. That's so terrible. Humans are yeah. gross. or A lot of humans are gross.
0: I, You know what? The The one that got me the most was every time I pick up the phone, uh, I would get people who I'd pick up the phone, you know, I'd answer with a standard spiel, and they'd go, oh, good, you sound American.
2: Oh, God.
0: And I was just like, like looking at the phone, and I was like, wow, that is, what a way to start this phone call.
2: Yeah, you're being recorded, me. gentlemen. Thank you for letting me know.
0: Thank you for letting me know how this phone call is going to go but I guess to jump us back on topic here a little bit um talking about uh, them being closed down and everything and reopening and we talked about uh, the Alice little case a little bit that she's suing to get the the brothels open back up um, if you if if everything opened back up tomorrow let's say that the the vaccine works everyone gets it and they open back up you had said that you didn't want to go back to the brothel you're currently working at would you try freelancing or would you be moving to another one do you think
2: um well oh gosh this is a tough question i oh gosh
1: maybe a little bit of both even Keep your option I think- type thing where maybe you'll apply for a brothel somewhere, but if you don't get in because it's oversaturation right now, you can do independent.
2: Absolutely, I feel like when everything opens back up, there's going to be a lot of women trying to get back into the business, and that's all good and well. You know, I can if I have a good client base of people that I know and trust, then why not just continue to do what I'm doing if it's working? But if something like terrible happens and like i'm just too nervous to go back out into it then and i don't mean to put negative energy out there about it but it's it's a potential possibility and i have to keep that in mind yeah. you know then the, the ranch will be there
1: i think so many girls are trying so hard to get in right now to the brothels because you know as soon as they open there's going to be every tom dick and harry no pun intended Mm. Uh, going there, and they want that money. They need it. We all need it right now because so many girls that was their main source of income. they never there are so many girls that have never done before then any online work, and so once those brothels closed down, they had to learn a whole new world, essentially. No,
2: absolutely.
1: <laughs> and there's some girls who, honestly, like, they're not either... It's not working for them um, because it's essentially online sex work and brothels are two vastly different beasts and you have to come about it in two very separate ways. And some girls... Mm-hmm are so stuck in their ways with brothels that it's harder to get into online work. Yeah. And and let's face it, I mean, some people just have
2: bigger goals than a 9 to 5 can give them. Like trying to create a future for yourself where you can be comfortable and, you know, start a real estate empire or just put down money on a house in general, just anything. It just sometimes... You need to do the sex work.
1: (laughs) Well, also for personal experience for me, I do it because the whole working nine to five at a place that I absolutely hate with my depression and my anxiety and I do have BPD, that it's just not a healthy fit for me. But being able to go in and do something like this, it's actually made my depression better.
2: Absolutely. I have so much more pep in my step when I'm doing things like this. You feel really good about yourself. You put a lot of pride into what you're doing. And it's, it's such a beautiful job. And there's so many different facets to this job. Like, I 100% agree with you.
1: Yeah. And I think the one thing that hurts the most for me is the stigma and the, I can't tell everybody what I do or just say you're an accountant, like a lot of people say, (laughs) because there's such a stigma that they'll think, oh, you're dirty, you're unclean, you're, you're not a good mother, you're not a good daughter, or You know, all of these things when we really aren't, there's so many, we're just trying to make it for ourselves, our families. This is a job, just, this is one of the oldest jobs in the world, especially for women.
2: The world's oldest profession. And I have to say, I... I understand being a mother makes things a little bit difficult and people have a very bad stigma in that situation. But me, I am so open about it. My family knows, my, everybody knows I am not quiet about it because th- there's no reason to be. And I'm trying to break that stigma. Like we're all just people. We're all put on the same earth with absolutely no reason as to why. So just why not be nicer to each other and accept who people are?
1: Yeah, I'm half out. Because if someone comes to me, I'll tell them. But also, like, maybe I'll be fully out and not give a crap when my grandmother, if she, she doesn't outlive me, because, Jesus, I still can't keep up with her and she's 75 years old. <laughs> but oh, she, that's
2: but, definitely... Certain circumstances where you would want to keep quiet, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, if they found out, I would tell them. I wouldn't necessarily keep it from them, but I'm not just going to come out and just like, oh, yeah, this is me. This is what I do. I kind of quietly say, uh, do funny things on my personal uh, Facebook and say, uh, like those memes of, if I have an OnlyFans. Uh, either keep your mouth shut or uh, if you don't like it or if you do like it, here's my, uh, you know, stuff like that, just, like, yeah, if you, you see like me, <laughs> Yeah,
2: that's a good meme.
1: I, I do stuff like that just to get the feel of what some of my family would think. Um, Some of my family do know. Some of my family do know I worked at the brothel. Some of them thought I was a bartender. <laughs> the other... actually knew what I did so it really just depend on who I was comfortable at the time because I'm like I'm not just gonna come out to everybody all at once and
0: yeah absolutely
2: to each each their own I just like to see the look on people's faces (laughs) it is interesting oh yes Um,
1: especially that initial shock and then they're like oh cool
2: yeah and then all the questions I
1: love answering questions oh yeah that's definitely
0: the fun part and here we've got these three levels because uh no one in my family and most of my friends don't don't know that i make erotic recordings online and stuff like that That's something that there's not a great way to bring that up like hey kevin what'd you do last night after work well so i went home and i fired up my computer and i started recording and i spent 20 minutes describing how i would kick someone in the crotch <laughs>
1: Or moaning into a microphone like yeah it's, uh, <laughs> what a it's cool weird.
2: career choice
1: right it's fascinating
0: weird to bring up but it's it's definitely fun and uh you know it's hey you know what if you're listening out there and you want an audio of me talking about kicking you in the crotch or something like that definitely let me know i'm more than happy to provide uh So, Jade, I think that's it. I don't have any other questions for you, really. Um, Is there anything else you'd like to ask, Kenzie, or anything else we want to cover? Well,
2: it sounds fine.
0: Okay. Um, So, I think we're going to close out on that note. So, uh, as usual, at the end of the show, you know, I always point this out. um, You can find I will have all of uh Jade's links in the show description uh anywhere you can find her online at all anywhere that she wants to be found online I should say I will have in the show description along with uh links for Kenzie um links to the show's Patreon and the show's email will also be down there but again I encourage you don't feel like you have to donate to the Patreon we're going to keep making the show uh, if you want to donate to the Patreon, that's great. We're, we're working on setting up some rewards. Um, there's even been a discussion of doing a private show where we do a role-playing game, where I run a role-playing game uh, for a couple of the guests who D&D. have been on. Yeah. and uh, Sex Word that, D&D would be
2: wonderful.
1: That's what we plan on doing. That's-
0: yeah, we're, we're planning on running something like that, whether we run it just audio or we do uh, everyone on a webcam, like a Zoom call, and then record it and share. Either, either we record it of all the girls playing or we invite certain backers to join occasionally and I run a long form adventure, things like that. That might be something that happens too. So if you're interested in that, uh, drop us a line. We'll be talking about that on the Patreon a little bit. Um, but don't feel like you have to join to the Patreon. I know Christmas is right around the corner for everyone, and hey, you know, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, uh, any sort of winter celebration. Have a good one. It's it's a the end of a very sort of dark and hard year right now, and I understand that. So just let's let's take this time to to be nicer to everyone around you. And uh with that I think we're going to sign off. So uh Kenzie, Jade, good night.
2: Thank you for having me. Have a Absolutely good night. Up. You too.
0: Bye-bye.